Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Marco! Hola! Marco! Hola! Gotcha! B, what on earth is going on? Why are you wearing a blindfold? Oh, hi, Elliot. Jane and I are playing Marco Polo in honor of Italian explorer Marco Polo being one of today's subjects. Marco! Polo! Wow, Jane, your bones are so fragile. Thank you. B, you didn't get Jane. You got the priceless Ming vase we keep in the studio for some reason. But you were very close. You're one small step away. Oh, wow. Like the one small step our other figure, astronaut Neil Armstrong, talked about in his famous moon landing. Yeah, one small step and then one giant leap to the left and this game can be done. Gotcha. Wow, Jane, I hate to say this, but you may need to moisturize a little more. Your skin feels incredibly tough. <laughs> B, that wasn't me. That was Geraldine. And she's very sensitive about her dry skin. So raise up off. Uh, uh-oh. Um, Eric, will you please play us in and distract this angry elephant with the theme song? Here we go. What do you think you know about the greats from history? The game is on. Get some energy and buckle up your brain Cause it's time to play It's the Who Was Podcast Cause it's time to play the Who Was Podcast Live from Tongvaland, or so-called SoCal, Los Angeles Welcome to Who Was, the history quiz show that gives contestants the chance to win mega prizes and podcast glory. I'm B, your announcer and daily dose of vitamin B. And here's your host, the man with resting, I hate resting face, it's Elliot Kalin. Thank you, B, and I just love work so much. And welcome everyone to the Who Was podcast. This show is like Jeopardy, only with surprise guests, silly games, and an air fryer. We're knee deep in salmon fillets and French fries. Oh, our knees are so oily, it's great. Our contestants were sent Who Was books about two great figures from history. Now they're here to show off their knowledge in the hopes of winning fantastic prizes, 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 prizes. Today, we're discussing two star-stuck travelers, Marco Polo and Neil Armstrong. But before we get to know them, let's get to know our contestants. First up, we have Evelyn. Evelyn, will you please introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Evelyn, and uh, I have three triplet brothers. Oh my goodness, three triplet brothers. So now, does that mean that you have nine brothers because you have three sets of triplets? No. Three brothers who are triplets. 
three brothers who are triplets. Oh, that that would that's that'll be so much less expensive for college than having nine brothers. Do they? <laughs> that I've wondered this about triplets. Do they sleep in a three-level bunk bed? Um, no, actually, they sleep all together in a twin-size bed. Even though we have three different twin-size beds for them. Oh. Oh my goodness. Now, how old are they? <laughs> They're eight years old. Oh, okay. So they're they're small enough still where they can all fit in one bed. But soon enough, that's going to be too many triplets sleeping <laughs> on the bed. You know that that famous yeah. game. Yeah. Well, cool. Thank you so much for being here today. We're excited to have you on the show. And we also have Raymond here with us today. Raymond, please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Raymond. I love dogs and video games. Now, is there a video game about dogs? that could combine both of your interests. I don't think so yet. Not yet. All right, I do remember a game. Maybe Elliot will remember this game. It's from the 90s. It was called Paperboy. Yeah. Raymond, have you ever played this? Uh, no, but I've heard my dad talk about it. In Paperboy, a dog would chase you while you were trying to deliver the newspaper. So maybe it's a good thing that there aren't that many dog video games because it sounds like these dogs are not a joy to have around in video games. Although I imagine, do you have a dog, Raymond? Uh, yes. Your dog is a joy to have. And what's her name? Uh, Zelda. Zelda, another video game name. Okay, this is this is amazing. You really do love dogs and video games. Yeah. Thank you both so much for being here, and thank you to Eric, our musician, for providing that lovely Meet the Contestants music. That's Who Is. Now let's find out who was Marco Polo with four fast facts. Four fast facts. Marco Polo was born in 1254 and died in 1324. Marco Polo wrote a book, The Travels of Marco Polo, describing amazing adventures he said he had exploring China and the Far East. Marco was nicknamed Marco Millions because people thought his book was nothing but a million lies. On his deathbed, Marco's friends asked him to admit his stories were untrue, and his answer was, I never told half of what I saw. Four Fastbacks. Now, I think that's important because never, ever have we done a four fast facts with uh, a little accent in the fast mm-hmm. facts. So I just wanted to point that out. We both went into our Italian accent as much as possible. For Marco Polo. That's right. But so Marco Polo had a bunch of amazing travels. And I'm wondering if any if our contestants today have taken any really cool trips that they could tell us about. Uh, Raymond, have you ever taken like a, a really cool trip that you would want to share with us? I went to England. You went to England? Where in England did you go? Uh, I went all around England. Did you go to the Beatles Museum in Liverpool? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay, and what was your favorite part of your tra- of your trip to England? Seeing the Beatles Museum. Oh, I nailed it. Look at that. Wow, you, you, you two should go on a trip to England together. It sounds like you would have a, want to do a lot of the same things. You'd have a lot of fun together. But I don't want to play any British video games. No, thanks. Now I'm trying to think of what a British video game would sound like. Hmm, something like this. It's me, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> and and Evelyn, what about you? Have you ever had an amazing or exciting trip somewhere? I haven't really left the U.S., um, but uh, I've gone to South Carolina, which is across the country for me. Wait, did you go to Myrtle Beach? No, wait, no, 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 wait, wait. Uh, wait, the Beatles Museum. <laughs> did you go to Charleston, South Carolina? Um, actually, I went to um, Myrtle Beach, Hilton Head, and Charleston. I went everywhere. 
all over South Carolina. Yeah, those are the, <laughs> those are the big three in South Carolina. You gotta see it. Mm-hmm. And did you go to eat North Carolina or Middle Carolina, the Carolina that doesn't exist, but I made it up, that goes between North and South Carolina? No. Okay, no. good. Trick question, and you got out of that one. Good, good. I was making sure you weren't being a Marco Million telling stories about made-up Carolinas. <laughs> well... Thank you so much for sharing those trip stories with us. They all sound great. But let's take a trip over to our first game. That's right. It's called True or False. True or false? Is it true or is it false? Is it false or is it true? Is it true that it was false? Or is it false that it was true? True. True or false? Here's how this game works. B will read a statement about Marco Polo, and you'll tell us if it's true or... False. False. And since it's our first game, each question is worth one point. Evelyn, you'll be going first. True or false? While some teenagers have to beg their parents just to drive to the corner store, Marco Polo was 17 years old when he first traveled to China. Is that true or false? True. That's right. The answer is true. In 1272, 17-year-old Marco joined his father, Nicolo, and his uncle, Maffeo, on their latest trip from Venice to China. Marco didn't want to be left behind, and though the trip would be dangerous, his father and uncle agreed to take him along, and it would change his life and history forever. Raymond, you're up. True or false, once he arrived in China, young Marco Polo struggled to find work and was never accepted by China's ruling class. False. That's right, the answer is false. Marco Polo not only met the emperor of China, Kublai Khan, he worked for him. Kublai Khan found Marco to be smart and amusing, and Khan liked that. According to Marco, he went on missions for Kublai Khan for 17 years. Marco never said what these missions entailed, but he did give the Khan a report of what he'd done and seen after each mission. And of course, Kublai believed everything Marco was telling him, because, as they always say, you can't con a con. Evelyn, back to you. True or false, Marco Polo wrote that he saw a unicorn in his travels. True. That's right, the answer is true. Thanks to his travels, Marco Polo saw a lot of things most people hadn't seen or even heard of yet. He wrote in his journals that in the island of Sumatra, he tasted a nut, quote, the size of a man's head. That was a coconut. The unicorn he thought he saw, it was actually a rhinoceros, so kind of a lumpy unicorn. Raymond, you get the last true or false. True or false, Marco Polo wrote his book, The Travels of Marco Polo, while he was in jail. True. That's right, the answer is true. During the war between his home of Venice and another Italian city-estate, Genoa, Marco was captured. While in a Genoese jail, he entertained the other Venetian prisoners with tales of his travels. An author named Rusticello was in the same jail and offered to help Marco turn his stories into a book. Marco told his stories while Rusticello wrote them down. Marco couldn't remember everything, so he had his father send his journals to the Genoa jail. That's right, it was a Genoa jail journal's journey for Junior. And that's the gend of true or false. True, 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 true or false. What an exciting round and so much alliteration at the end there. And there's even more excitement and possibly more alliteration to come after this break. Eric, would you please play us some misidentified unicorn music? It's a dog. It's it's a horse. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiments and Billy made raisins dance. so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Who Was Podcast. Today, we're learning who was Marco Polo and who was Neil Armstrong. And now back to your host, Elliot Kaling. Thank you, B. Now let's journey across the seas to producer Kubla Jane with the scores. I don't mind telling you, B, and uh, Richard Elliot, that uh, we are all tied up. I'm discovering that we each have two points. Fantastic. The game's all tied up. Now let's find out who was Neil Armstrong with four fast facts. Four fast facts. Neil Armstrong was born in 1930 and died in 2012. Neil Armstrong was the first person to ever walk on the moon and the first person to walk on the moon on TV. Neil Armstrong was a Navy fighter pilot in the Korean War and he flew on 78 missions. Neil Armstrong was one of the nine Apollo astronauts, only the second team of astronauts ever in human history. Four fastbacks. Those facts were out of this world, but now it's time to go into this backpack for a game we call Backpack from the Past. Backpack from the Past, baby! We have a backpack that contains some of Neil Armstrong's personal objects. We'll describe those objects for our contestants and listeners at home. Contestants, you will choose which multiple-choice answer best describes it. Since this is our second game, each question is worth two points. Raymond, here's the first object. Oh, awesome. Check it out. I found a model airplane. Why would that be in Neil Armstrong's backpack? Is it because A, ever since he was a boy, Neil wanted to fly planes? B, Neil just like building any kind of model he could? Or C, Neil would build model planes and sell them to other kids? A. That's correct. The answer is A. Neil Armstrong was fascinated by planes and flying as a young boy. He took his first plane ride when he was six and loved building model planes out of balsa wood, wire, and tissue paper. He'd even use a fan in his family's basement as a wind tunnel to see how well his models flew. Okay, Evelyn, here's the next object for you. Ah, it's an eagle! Uh Uh-oh, it's flying around the studio! Ooh, luckily our studio has a window. Let me just... There you go, eagle! Be free! Ooh. Thanks, B. Why would Neil Armstrong have an eagle in his backpack? A, the spacecraft Neil landed on the moon was named the Eagle. B, Neil wanted to open a bird sanctuary. Or C, Neil wanted a pet that liked flying just as much as he did. A. 
That's right, the answer is A. The Eagle was the landing module that actually landed on the moon. The Eagle had to touch down on a flat surface, otherwise it wouldn't have been able to take off from the moon's surface again, leaving the astronauts stranded. The landing was meant to be controlled by computers, but Neil saw that the landing area was too rocky, so he took the controls, and with less than a minute's worth of fuel, he found a better place to land. Amazing. Raymond, this next object is for you. Okay. It's sand. Whoa, like a lot of sand. Haha, <laughs> maybe too much sand. Ooh. Why would this be in Neil Armstrong's backpack? Is it because A, he wanted to make a sandbox at NASA, B, he worked as a test pilot in the Mojave Desert, or C, he loved building sandcastles? B. Yes, the answer is B. After he was a fighter pilot, but before he was an astronaut, Neil was a test pilot. He worked at Edwards Air Force Base in California's Mojave Desert. As a test pilot, Neil got to fly new types of aircraft. One of the experimental aircraft Neil flew was called the X-15, super cool name. It was rocket propelled and could go nearly 4,000 miles an hour and reach an altitude of 207,500 feet. That altitude was considered the start of outer space, so flying the X-15 was an early test for flying into space as an astronaut. Evelyn, get ready for the final object. Let's see here. Oof, that startled me. Oh, it's a tent, and it popped right into shape. Why would a tent be in Neil Armstrong's backpack? Is it A, he loved to camp out in his backyard, B, he owned a sporting goods store called One Giant Leap Sporting Goods, or C, it was used in his astronaut training. C. Correct. The answer is C. Neil and the other astronauts did training exercises that seemingly didn't have much to do with being an astronaut, such as being sent to Panama with only a small tent and a survival kit. However, it actually had a lot to do with being an astronaut. Upon returning from the moon, a spacecraft might land anywhere on Earth, places like a mountaintop or the desert or the jungle. In such an event, Neil and the other astronauts would need to know how to survive until they were rescued. And, hey, maybe they'd find out the moon had a jungle on it. I don't know. I've never been there. And that's the end of Backpack from the Past. Backpack from the Past, baby. We are going to take one more break, and then we'll be back with scores and our final game. So stay... Uh, excuse me. We're recording a show. You can't just barge in... (gasps) Marco Marco Polo Polo and Neil Neil Armstrong? Greetings! That's right. The two and only. Sorry to interrupt. Well, it's okay. Um, hey, what are you guys doing here? Are you here to teach us more about your lives? I see how you think that, but no. We're here because we are in the new season of... The Spectacular Race. Wait, that silly worldwide scavenger hunt reality game show? Whoa. (gasps) Silly? Big talk. Oh, I'd wager you've never even been to China. Or space, am I right, MP? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sick bird. <laughs> he hasn't. That's truth in comedy right there. So how has the competition been going so far? Fantastic. You may be surprised to hear this. There's a lot an astronaut and an explorer from the 14th century can learn from each other. Like what? Well, I learned that Neil was both a highly skilled pilot and an engineer, so he knew the mechanics of planes and flight. I'm sure that gave him an upper hand. Eh? Winkety wink when he applied to be an astronaut. No, I said. <laughs> <laughs> well, I learned. Uh, I learned old Marco's trip to China back home was eleven thousand miles. <laughs> that sounds like a long trip to me, and I've been on the moon and back home. <laughs> Think about it that way. And I learned that the footprints Neil left on the moon are still there to this very day. 
I mean, I left my mark with my travels, but not literally. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Marco here inspired other explorers, yeah? And when you think about it, isn't space travel the ultimate exploration? I mean, you gotta crawl before you can walk, and you gotta sail on the seas before you sail to the moon. But honestly, despite all those accomplishments, we can't win this reality show and hope to get on an all-star season without a little help from you right now. Mm -hmm. All right, all right. Well, what can we do for you? Well, my friend, Team Polo Strong, that's us. <laughs> you mean Team Arm Strollo? Uh, scusi, scusi, grazie, si, si, si. We are very close to the next leg of this spectacular race. But according to our clue, we need a microphone. I wish we could help, but this equipment all belongs to the studio, not to me and B. Come on, pal. Don't you want to help your favorite space apes? And your favorite uh, sailor man? First of all, sir, all due respect, my favorite sailor man is Popeye. Ouch. Hey, Elliot, maybe we should take a page out of their book. What? Hey, get your filthy bee hooks off of my book. It was the only thing that kept me going while I was behind bars in Genoa. That book, he is like a son to me. And my son is like a book to me now that I think about it. Not literally, Marco. I mean, maybe we should take more risks and be more adventurous, Elliot. These two are heroes, and the least we can do is help them win a reality competition that has little to no bearing on anything. Well, what do you say, kid? Okay, fine. Take a microphone. We'll just tell the studio B lost it. Or that I ate it. I do a lot of wacky stuff over here. Our eternal gratitude, my friends. We must go now if we want to stay ahead of the other team, the dreaded Mike and Nikki. They told everyone right at the start that they weren't here to make friends. <laughs> Can you believe that? Okay, good luck. Now we'll take that break and not just because I need a new microphone. Eric, please play us some experimental playing music. Stole your carry-on items into the seat in front of you. C'est moi, Marie Curie. You may remember me from winning multiple Nobel Prizes or perhaps from my episode of the Who Was podcast where I played myself. I wanted to take a moment to read one of my favorite reviews about the Who Was podcast. <clears throat> this is from Shake and Bake and it reads, Loved this. Me and my little sister love this show. More please, our fave is Harriet Tobin. If you want to hear your review read on the air, make sure to subscribe, like, and review to the Uwas podcast in the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Au revoir, or should I say, à bientôt! When the clock is started. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. 
And that time when we did the science experiments and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me. <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to catch you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on Story Button, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Who Was Podcast. Today we're learning who was Marco Polo and who was Neil Armstrong. And now, back to your host, Elliot Kalin. Thanks, B. And without further ado, let's take one giant leap to producer Jane for the scores. Elliot B, I don't mind telling you that there's no giant separation in the scores. They are tied at six points each. Ooh, it's such a close game. Amazing. We'll see how things turn out in our final game, Converge of Greatness, which is happening right now. Oh, that's such inspiring music. It's probably what they listened to when they went to the moon. Maybe they just listened to whale sounds. In this multiple choice game, we'll explore how Marco Polo and Neil Armstrong connect, overlap, or converge. Choose the best answer for each question, and because we're dealing with double the history, each question will be worth three points. Ready? The first question goes to Evelyn. B, take us away. Marco Polo and Neil Armstrong both worked as part of a crew. Marco started out on his father and uncle's ship. Neil went to the moon with two other astronauts named A, Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock, B, Buzz Aldrin and Michael Collins, or C, Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. B. Yes, the answer is B, the only answer with real people's actual, real living names in them. (laughs) Neil Armstrong was the commander of the Apollo 11 mission. Once their spacecraft, the Columbia, was pulled into the moon's orbit, he and Buzz Aldrin left the craft in a landing device for the moon's surface. Michael Collins had to stay aboard the Columbia and orbit the moon while Neil and Buzz got to do fun stuff like plant a flag and collect rocks. Yeah, poor Michael Collins. It's like he had a layover at the moon and didn't get to see anything besides the airport. Yeah, something like that. Okay, Raymond, this next question is for you. Neil Armstrong and Marco Polo both had plans that didn't quite go the way they hoped. Neil finished college later than he intended due to war, and Marco had difficulty leaving China because A, there was too much traffic, B, his boat needed repairs that he couldn't afford, or C, Kublai Khan didn't want him to leave. C. The answer is C. By the time he was in his late 30s, Marco Polo had spent half his life in China. Many times over the years, Marco, his father, and his uncle had asked Kublai Khan if they could leave and go home. But the great Khan said, Oh, contraire, I like having the polos. You know, YOLO, so no low. Without the Khan's protection, the trip back to Italy would be too dangerous, so Marco felt stuck. But in 1291, the polos got lucky, and Kublai Khan let them leave China to escort a Mongol princess who was going to Persia to be married. It's a classic story. It's how I got at a summer camp. Evelyn, back to you for this next question. Marco Polo and Neil Armstrong both faced the dangers of the unknown. When Neil Armstrong was the command pilot of Gemini 8, he and his co-pilot were put in danger when A, aliens attacked, B, Gemini 8 started spinning out of control, or C, Gemini 8 lost oxygen. B. 
Yes, the answer is B. Neil and his co-pilot, David Scott, were docking Gemini 8 to a satellite already in space when Gemini 8 started spinning out of control. The ship was rolling so violently that both astronauts' vision began to blur, like cartoon characters or something. Neil managed to work Gemini's hand controls and steady the spacecraft. The problem was a faulty thruster, a small rocket that provides forward motion. Raymond? Let's take it home with the final question. Neil Armstrong and Marco Polo both brought material home that most people had never seen before. For Armstrong, this meant lunar material from the moon. But for Marco Polo, this was a fascinating new material for many Europeans. A, cotton. B, silk. Or C, pleather. Cotton. And I'm sorry, the answer was actually B, silk. At this time, silk, made from the cocoons of silkworms, was only manufactured in China and nowhere else. It was hard to get and highly prized. Other rare goods the polos might find or bring back included nutmeg, cinnamon, pepper, porcelain, crude oil, the very best melons in the world, that's just objectively true, coal, pearls, and ivory. Put all those things together with lunar material, got a delicious stew. And the end of that game means it's just about the end of the show. While Jane tallies the score, I'd love to hear from the contestants. What was something you were surprised to learn about Marco Polo and Neil Armstrong? Evelyn, what surprised you? I didn't know that Marco Polo, he actually met his dad when he was 15, like, because he was on a trip, so like, like a trading trip. So um, he didn't get to like see his dad for the very first time until he was 15. That's right. It took so long to travel back then, and people had to go so far so slowly that he did. his dad wasn't even home until he was a teenager. It's amazing when you think about how it took Neil Armstrong and the Apollo astronauts less time to go to the moon and back than it took Marco Polo and his family to travel between Italy and China. It's just, I guess... I guess it's not that surprising. A spaceship is, is should be faster than, like, a horse. But, you know, that's, uh... You know what? I'm still going to stand by my original statement that it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> and, Raymond, what surprised you about Marco Polo or Neil Armstrong? One thing that surprised me about Marco Polo was that, that people didn't believe very much of what he said, even though, like, most of the stuff that he said actually came true. Yeah, it was interesting, like, to... to think about that and say like, oh, it's a unicorn, but actually it was a rhinoceros. So he didn't know what he didn't know, right? Um, And so he wrote about it and people were like, no, you're a liar. I don't think it's that he was lying necessarily. It's that he was trying to put into context things that people could never even imagine. Although it does make me wonder what it is about Marco Polo that when he came back, people were not inclined to believe him. Hmm. That's true. Do you think, I wonder if when Marco Polo was talking, he was like, yeah, yeah, and I saw, uh, yeah, it was a uni- unicorn. Yeah, yeah, and I, there are these big nuts, as big as your head. Yeah, 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 that's what it was. Yeah. Just maybe the way he talked made people not believe him. I don't know. Marco, if you're listening, have confidence in your statements, and people will believe all your stories. That's right. Well, thank you so much for sharing both of your surprising learnings about Marco Polo. And now it is time for the big moment. Jane, please announce our winner for today. Oh, Elliot B., it was a very close contest throughout, but at the end, Evelyn launched herself into the winning circle with 12 points. Congratulations, Evelyn. You played a great game. Raymond, you also played a fantastic game. You should be very happy and very proud with how you did today. Uh, Evelyn, as our winner, you have 10 seconds for your shout-outs. Go for it. Who would you like to thank for bringing you to this victory? 
I'd like to thank my mom, my dad, my three triplet brothers, my friends, uh, my two guinea pigs, and my dog, Lucy. Oh, nice. Okay. We get shout outs for the dogs, Lucy and Zelda. Love that. And I have to know, are the guinea pigs twins? Um, they're actually cousins. Twin, twin cousins? cousins? Yeah. Were they born? Yeah. Identical twin cousins? <laughs> Identical twin cousins. They look alike, sound alike. They're both guinea pigs. Our winner and their library of choice will be receiving a selection of Who Was books. And I'm going to give my own shout outs to intern Zach, Jane, Eric, Jonah Ray for being our Neil Armstrong, and Chris Ferry for being our Marco Polo. And of course, to be, and a big thank you to both of our contestants who both played an amazing game today. And of course, most of all, the biggest thank you in the universe goes to you, the listener, for listening. Thank you. Next week, join us as we find out who was two more amazing figures from history. Until then, this is Elliot X15 Kalen saying, we're history. Goodbye, everybody. Got a question for any of our famous figures? Send us a voice memo at the Who Was Podcast at gmail.com. It might just end up on the show. The Who Was Podcast is produced by Radio Point, iHeartMedia, and Penguin Workshop. It is based on the best-selling Who HQ series published by Penguin. This show was hosted by Elliot Kalin with co-host Megan O'Neill as B. It also starred Jane Baker as producer Jane, Eric Shackney as Eric, Chris Ferry as Marco Polo, and Jonah Ray as Neil Armstrong. Executive producers are Richard Corson, Alex Bach, Elliot Kalin, Megan O'Neill, Daniel Powell, and Houston Snyder. Executive producer for Penguin Workshop is Francesco Sedita. Executive producer for iHeartMedia is Lindsay Hoffman. This show was written by Devin Coleman, Elliot Kalin, and Megan O'Neill. It was produced by Bernie Kaminsky and Taylor Kowalski. The talent was produced by Jane Baker. The theme song and the music were composed and performed by Eric Shackney. It was edited and mixed by Kate Moldenhauer. It was recorded by Allison Wirth. Special thanks to Zach Timpson, Charlotte Deanda, and Michael Lewis Howard. Sound services provided by Great City Post. It's the Who Was Podcast, because it's time to play the Who Was Podcast.